I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here, your chakra expert, energy and crystal connoisseur, and your trusty spiritual BFF. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co., which is a platform giving you all the tips and inspo to activate your chakras to live a life that's both glamorous and grounded, babes. Today, we have a real treat for you. Joanna Basals is here to teach us all about activating our consciousness, which is just like super intentional for me right now because I really want to like open up to that guidance, you know, and I'm sure you do too. As soon as I saw her website and like what she was up to, I knew that I needed to have her on the show to share with you guys. And she did not freaking disappoint. I was like, I could talk to this woman for hours, but these are kind of like the main things we talked about. In this episode, so we're talking about why it's important to get out of that autopilot mode and into intention first thing in the morning, and she's giving us really good tips to do that. We're talking about how we can embody our consciousness, which is literally going to heighten your clarity, your knowledge, your intuition, and pretty much everything about your connection to yourself. And we're talking about detaching from all the labels and addictions to make way for your true identity. And I'm talking about all those little addictions that we don't even realize that we have, which is like hard to face sometimes, but we got to do it. Plus, Joanna and I are actually teaming up for a contest for you guys to give some very special chakra babes access to Joanna's course, how to break your identification with emotional trauma in 10 days. And in this course, she's teaching you how to reach that state of awareness and your truest self. And like, you know, that like enlightenment we're all after, you know? So to win, you have to follow me on Instagram, Chakra Girl Co., and follow Joanna, and her handle is at Healers of the Light, and tag at least five of your besties, and the one... The ones who take more friends and whose friends also follow us have the most chances to win. So get your friends involved, 
have them follow us and the winners are going to be selected on June 15th. So we're giving you a few days make it happen guys. The winners are going to be contacted on Instagram and DM. So make sure you're following and I'm wishing you all the best consciousness and luck. Speaking of consciousness, I have really upped my spiritual practice. OMFG. I'm going to do another solo episode for you guys telling you what I'm up to. Um, but man, facing your darkness is so effing important. And I used to really push it away, but now it's like a game to me. And I love like finding out all the ways that I got emotionally fucked up as a child so I can fix it. And one thing that I really had this light bulb moment about today is that I have this like undercover belief that I'm irresponsible. And I didn't realize that I had that. And I don't quite know exactly where it came from, but I realized that the reason that I'm kind of always working so hard is to try and like prove myself to myself and to prove that I'm responsible. But I'm declaring, declaring a big fuck responsibilities. And instead, I'm just choosing to embrace ease. And I know that I always take care of the things that are important to me and my best well-being and the happiness of myself and the people around me. And, you know, I just feel like responsibilities has such like an ugly vibe to it. Like I'm not into that word. I choose the word like compassion. Like I have compassion for myself. So I take care of myself. I have compassion for my money. So I, you know, um, have a really good relationship with my money rather than being like, Oh, I'm responsible with my money or I take care of all my responsibilities. Like that's so blah. I kind of can't with that word, deleting it from my dictionary and just embracing ease and compassion for myself guys. So And when we release these funny patterns that we've held on to since we were kids is when we like really open up to our energy and our frequencies to manifest more, to receive more, to be guided more, to have more clarity. So guys admit it, we're all kind of fucked up and we, you know, we can just have fun healing it. I'm giving you that permission. Um, I'm actually going live on Instagram and Facebook Tuesday, June 11th. I don't know if you're in my Facebook group, get in it. Um, I do lives in there, you know, once in a while. I mean, I, I probably should be more active in that group. Let's be honest, but going to be doing a live in there and live on Instagram Tuesday, June 11th, which is today. If you're listening on air day of this episode, um, and it's going to be at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST. I'm going to talk about the whole concept of how we do one thing is how we do everything, which is something that I used to hate when people said, cause I was like, just because my kitchen is a mess doesn't mean my life is a mess. But I mean, at that time it actually kind of was. Um, so if you really want to like shift into like a more abundant, more free and happier version of yourself, tune in. We're going to talk about how to like rope reprogram these little patterns and these beliefs that happened, um, way back when, and just change them up, switch the patterns, release them. We're going to talk about how to use that energy for our benefit and our wallets benefit and our hearts benefit. So tune in. And speaking of heart, let us get into the chakra tip, which is about the heart chakra. Did you like that segue guys? Um, okay. So I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, um, but I've been doing this practice again with my clients and it's just so magical. So as you may know, and if you don't, I'm telling you now, your hands are extensions of the heart chakra. So your right hand is actually your capacity to give and your left hand is your capacity to receive. 
and your heart is just kind of where that all integrates. So if you think about it this way, you give with, so, and also I will say the right is like the masculine side and the left is the feminine side. So you're like giving is like a masculine action and receiving is a feminine allowing. And then that integrates in the heart with gratitude. And the more you integrate that with gratitude, the more you can give and the more that you can receive. And it kind of works the same thing with love. So if you are, you know, giving love and then you're receiving love in the middle, you have to have the gratitude, but then you also have to have the self-love. So there's kind of like three elements of karma, essentially, you know, what you give, what you receive and how you integrate it all. So it's important to have that all flowing. So there's this little practice that I do and it works whether you want more love, more money, more opportunities. And it's seriously so, so good. And we can just do it together quickly. So I want you guys to kind of just uh, rest your hands on your lap with your palms up. And as you inhale, I want you to feel the breath like coming in through your left hand and landing in the heart and pause for like a brief second at the heart and feel gratitude and then release with an exhale and feel that coming out through your right hand. And as it comes out through your right hand, imagine it kind of like scooping up um, all the things that you want. And it's like touching, you know, it's like the love is touching everything out there and like all the people that you love. And then when it comes in through the left hand, it's more love coming back to you, more money, more opportunities, more amazing things. And then you integrate it in your heart and you feel the gratitude. And then you go again, exhale through the right, scoop up all the things you want, send love to all the people that you love. And then inhale through the left hand and then integrate it with gratitude in the heart. So whenever you want to just find more balance, just do that for like a good few minutes in the morning and it will literally activate that heart, babes. Speaking of gratitude, I'm so good with segues today. Oh my God. So we had Amy Duncan from Moellens, which is a CBD wellness company. We had her on the podcast, go listen all about CBD. So, so good. Uh, but she sent me some goodies and I am fucking, I'm using the word fucking instead of effing. Cause that's how much I love them. Fucking obsessed with these products. Okay. So the ones that she sent me, one is called lit from within, which is one that you eat. And the other one is called one for all, which is a topical one. So I've been taking lit from within and it's been helping me sleep. It's been helping me stay calm. I swear, like I get deeper into meditation. I just have more awareness during the day when I use it. And I just love it. It's so clean and it like tastes good. And I'm just literally obsessed with it. I have bought CBD before and it was not clean like this. And it did not make me feel this way. Like there is a difference in the quality in CBD and get the best quality you can. So check out Moellen's. Um, oh, and side note, I had this actually talked about this on the podcast last time. I got this insane heat rash on my chest for like patio drinking wine without sunscreen. And I put the one for all, the topical one on my skin. And it cured that nasty little heat rash in like two seconds, like literally like later that day, it was basically like the itching was totally gone. 
and the redness was gone. It was maybe just a little bit bumpy and I just put it on a couple times the next day and then it was literally gone. So it's magical. Go check it out. Oh, okay. So excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Not even lying. This is like one of my faves. I'm obsessed with Joanna and everything that she's doing. And I can't wait to dig more into her content. You guys, so many good takeaways from this episode. I've been doing one of the, she shares like a little breath practice for us in this episode. And I've been doing it every single morning. Feels so much more conscious. Um, let's get into it. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here with a very special guest. Her name is Joanna Basals. She is a specialist in the semantics of consciousness, which we all need a little bit more of, guys. She's a teacher and a writer, and I love the way that she like approaches the understanding and personal development of higher consciousness in like this really practical, integral way. And she is the founder of Healers of Light, which is an alternative healing academy. She's an author. She has like these amazing books that we're going to talk about. And I cannot wait. Welcome to the show, Joanna. Thank you so much, Amberly. I'm so excited to be here and talking to you. Yay. So excited Yay. to have you. I would like, right when you reached out to me, I was like, and I saw your website and what you do. I'm like, this is interesting. We need this. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to share with you a little bit more. I know that, um, uh, we've been talking about different practices and so on, but, um, I'll let you lead in so we can start yes. with the audience, whatever you think they're. Yes. So tell, we'll get into our slumber party questions. First question is what is your daily ritual? What are you doing on the daily? Well, the first thing I have to observe is a good diet. Everything starts with the food. I keep telling this to everyone that I have an opportunity to is that we are conditioned by the things we eat. So I make sure that my day starts with the best thing that is the best thing suitable for me because it may not be that everyone um, should eat the same thing. For example, I like starting my day with um, kale juice, but it's a extract. And uh, I've tried other things, like I tried celery juice or this or that. But uh, because of the high content of chlorophyll, the cell, um, kale juice is just the best thing for me. It makes me feel so energized and it just sets me up. I feel more connected throughout the day. So I make sure that that's the first thing I do. And then, um, of course, before I even open my eyes in the morning, I do some breathing exercises, make sure that my brain is oxygenated and everything is, um, is about connection. That's my patterns and everything I do all day is about how can I be more connected? How can I work more efficiently by being more connected and not being so distracted? Because this is something that I had been battling for with my whole life is that I would just do things and not, not really think about them so much and not really analyze them. And I will have to do it again or just fail. And uh, now that I've been more aware of, uh, more aware in general and more aware of consciousness and how it works, I really try to work from a more efficient place. Mm -hmm. So I really look for connection first and then I do anything. Amazing. So it's like you're getting out of that like autopilot mode and into like an intentional everything. Yes, exactly. And food is one of the first things because we eat um, in autopilot. It's like every day, you know, wake up, coffee, wake up, and, uh, you know, you do the same things all the time. So, and that creates patterns and says a lot about you and a lot of 
about how you're going to do things throughout the whole day. So if you start your day with saying today is going to be this particular day, I'm going to do this different than the other day and just making sure that every day is unique, then you're setting yourself for a unique day for some uh, authentic experience every day. Yeah. So what, when you said that the food that we need in the mornings can be different for everyone, how do we know what is right for us? Or is this like a longer practice of like trial and error? Well, I actually, one of the books that I'm releasing uh, next week is called The Cellular Activation. And in this book, um, one of the elements there is called The Conscious Diet. There I have included four different food programs that talk about how to gain more inner connectedness. So depending on your goals, you have to go to your food. What is your goal? It's like you want to develop more physical strength and your foods have to be directed towards that. But in my case, because all I'm doing is related to inner connectedness, awareness, or more inner, uh, inner self um, communication, this diet is all about foods that trigger the neurotransmitters, um, especially the most common ones, serotonin, dopamine, um, adrenaline, and endorphins. Mm. And so I make sure that every day, depending on my goals, if my goal today is a day in which I'm creating, so I make sure I have enough foods that contain serotonin that makes make me more connected. A day that I'm more active and I'm executing my goals, I make sure that I eat foods that are more, um, more active, like uh, contain adrenaline uh, sources or things that activate me in, in, that, in that way. And that is amazing. Yeah, you just have to know like what is your goal and then what is your food. So if our goal is to become more connected, so you mentioned the kale juice, like what other foods would help us become more conscious and connected? Well, definitely foods that trigger the neurotransmitters, uh, especially serotonin, dopamine, uh, endorphins, adrenaline, foods that activate your neurons. So um, serotonin probably is the base or for all this connection. So I would say make sure that you're eating enough foods that stimulate your gut health. So your stomach is um, the biology and your stomach is always... um, is in good health and make sure that serotonin is present in all of uh, at least once a day you have something then uh, in that case i prefer to drink my vegetables and eat my food so i I make sure that because vegetables contain a lot of um, fiber i like to make uh, extracts with them and so i get all the vitamins that i need from them and everything that triggers them so So vegetables have lots of serotonin should we just like like are there any other specific foods that we should be eating for serotonin yes definitely you have lentils you have almonds you have um all the green vegetables dark green uh, leaves and peanuts and all sorts of nuts uh, are definitely really good for that. And um, uh, other grains like beans, green beans, uh, uh, chickpeas, for example, are really good for that too. Oh, okay. Good to know. I love this. So what is your, what is your go-to crystal? Well, my favorite, although I've been told um, that my, my particular crystal is the sapphire, my favorite so far is the um what is this purple one? Amethyst. Amethyst. 
Yes. yes. So good. That's my favorite too. It transforms. So, and, and I feel that everything uh, that I've been experiencing so far is about transformation, how to change one thing for, for another. And it just makes me feel peaceful. I, and I love it. It's there with me. And, uh, but I have to confess, I have a lot of crystals. <laughs> okay, good. We like, that's what we're all about here. So we're here for it. <laughs> okay. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? Well, I had to give up in so many things, especially before I started writing because of this unconscious patterns that I was so aware of that I had to really give up on on those. But I guess um, a guilty pleasure would be to wake up late or just stay, you know, snoozing until late. That would probably be my my worst thing that I'm trying to avoid because it just it feels so good to just be relaxed and I'm, my dreams are so wild that I just want to stay there. Yeah. What? So what time are you waking up in the morning? I'm waking up around nine and sometimes that's too late. Okay. So that's not bad. I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, I, I try to wake up at like eight. No, I just, I just don't feel as bad. Does it make you, do you feel like it makes you more conscious to wake up earlier? Yes, absolutely. Especially if you're writing because, um, you know, you're, um, your brain is in, in a rest mode earlier mm-hmm. and you have probably more melatonin around 4 a.m. in the morning. So when oh I'm, when I'm writing, um, I'm full writing mode. I try to wake up at that time because I know that's when I'm totally in a kind of a restful state of mind and allows me to be less intrusive in my writing. And I'm just allowing the information to come in and not really trying to interfere with it. So that's like for intuitive writers, 4 a.m. is your time to wake up and write. Oh gosh. Okay. I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite way to zone out and be unconscious after a long day of consciousness? Well, that's when I I take my dogs for a two mile walk every day. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I love going with them just, uh, you know, in the woods or they like walking on the beach and that's just, just walking literally with them, not even listening to music or anything, just being there and uh, enjoying their, just how they are wild creatures. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hear you. Dogs are so special. I love them. Tell us about your awakening. Like, how did you get into all of this? And how did you realize, like, this is my purpose and I meant to share the beauty of consciousness with people? Well, first, um, I thought it was just some interest I had. So since I was little, maybe six, seven years old, I, st- I started um, being interested in hypnosis. I wouldn't miss a show or anything that had to do with uh, mentalists or hypnosis or anything. And um, by 12, I was already doing past life regressions to my friends in school. I had learned like all these Brian Weiss books and, and I knew uh, hypnosis and I loved also the silver method of mind control. I think that's when it came out like in the nineties and I learned like all the levels by then I was like um, totally, you know, a mentalist knowing all these things and had no one to talk to because at my age, imagine nobody would care. Yeah. <laughs> talking about and uh, not even adults would care because i am from peru and in peru people at least people in my circle were just you know working worried about surviving nobody would care about how to change your mind in any ways you know <laughs> and especially yeah. coming from a 12 year old and you know. totally <laughs> so, so uh, and even in the 90s like no one was really into it 
I was probably the one, um, the only one in my whole town who cared about this thing. Yeah. And um, so I had very little friends, no one to talk to about this. And um, so at some point I just had to stop and, and went to school and did the whole thing. And then, you know, continued in the system working. And one day, um, um, 2015, I had a very vivid awakening. It was a process in which I was just doing my things. I was working. I have a real estate company, so I was working there normally. And um, all of a sudden, I entered this empty space. It was like a void. I, I, it was um, it was like a, every sound stopped. Every the light went very dim, and there was nothing else in the room with me. And that was just a moment of, that lasted probably a few seconds, but for me, it felt like centuries. And mm-hmm. I felt so connected and so many questions were answered because it was so intense. I had never felt anything like that. I thought something was my food, was wrong with me. And, uh, but then um, I realized that before that happened, I had been um, intuitively doing a few things the prior months. I had been meditating and working and all these breathing exercises and things that now I teach in the books how to get to this state of awareness. I didn't know that actually I was doing or following a process, but I guess I had um, within me built in this process. And um, when I finally experienced it, it was like all these answers came in one moment mm-hmm. and um, the months after that i couldn't stop writing it was this urgency to write and i had never felt that before because i actually my handwriting is so bad that i can't even understand in my <laughs> um, the last thing i thought i was i'm going to write anything so um, the first thing i thought is like i have to type it in my computer because otherwise i'm not going to understand this and um you started writing every day, waking up at four in the morning because I felt that need to do it at a time. And it was just like a uh, kind of an earthquake on the top of my head that woke me up every day telling me, you know, you have to write this. And every day was an explanation of what was happening to me. And it was like, I didn't know where the words would come from because I had some of these words I had never heard about. And, and I had to uh, Google these words because I'm like, what is, what is this or that? And it felt like really ancient. And finally, um, after a few months, I had already accepted, you know, I learned the process that had happened and it felt really special. And I had no one to tell because I still had still no friends and no one to talk to. So did you channel like an entire book or was it more just like journaling? This was the first part was journaling. And then, um, and the third month, I started receiving information about a healing method that is called the soul reprogramming method. I, it's, um, it was a hundred different charts of parts of consciousness and um, energetic elements that helped me work through my imbalances directly. And uh, I had already some experience in how to work with a pendulum and with muscle testing because of all the things I had learned before, that was one of them. And uh, so I created these charts in which I can see when there is an energetic imbalance, where in the body is located, and like any other subconscious conditioning and uh, where it comes from, if it comes from any family member, what age do you record it, all those things were in those charts. And with a pendulum, I could access each one of these charts and start healing myself, bringing them to awareness. Wow. So how long did it take you to like channel that, learn it and put it to practice? That was, that took me about six months just to write it. Yeah. And and then um, I, 
I, I started teaching that because I thought, you know, this is my purpose. I'm going to teach this method. And I, I thought that was the, the calling. But then it became clearer that it was not about me teaching my healing method. It was about teaching another method with, that came after, which was the, the books, the process of the elevation of consciousness. And the premise behind it is that if everyone reaches the, this state in which I, I accessed, everyone will be able to channel their own healing methods that are specific for them. Wow. So the process says if you are able to access this awareness and develop all the, the levels until you become consciousness physically and in your perception and all of your intangible aspects, you can also access infinite knowledge which is, uh, that is available there for us, but we don't know how to go about it. But when you become consciousness physically means that your cells, your atoms become like antennas for this information. And there is no other way to receive it. I mean, you can't deny it at that point. You just have to Mm. allow it. And um, at that point, then people will start being able to create their own healing methods. Okay. I love this because I always get so jealous of people that had these amazing (laughs) awakenings and got to channel all this stuff. I'm like, that's not fair. Can we all do this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you're actually teaching people to have those moments. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love that so, so much. So how, like, well, let's start with the soul reprogramming method. So how can we reprogram our souls? And then how can we open up to our own method? Well, the soul reprogramming method is is the, the actual method that I channel with the, the charts. But yes. In, it has, um, in essence, when I received it, it said you, you were able to access this because you learned this other thing, which is right. the, the process of elevation of consciousness. And um, that I, I have books and classes that I offer. And uh, the, the point of these classes is about how to embody consciousness. In the first level, we learn how to embody consciousness in our intangible aspects, which means our identity. We have identities, roles that we create throughout our life. So we have a job, then we identify with that. We have a relationship, then we identify with that. So every time that we have an identity, we deny our true identity, our true self. So every time we like label ourselves, we're like, we're missing so much that could be coming through. Absolutely, because you can't be two things at once. You decide that you are that, then you're not the other things. And the process of soul restructuring, which is the first level, is how to detach from all those identities and recognize or realize your true identity, which is um, something, an experience. You can't really define it, but it's something that you experience through the state of awareness. And, And that's why in that first process, I offered 19 different exercises of breathing methods, visualizations, or, and meditations that at some point, one of these have to click with you and allow you to experience awareness. Mm-hmm. And then the process of becoming the, or creating the new identity patterns is because of either an intensity, uh, an intense experience or repetition. So either you have an intense experience like the one I had, or you go through all these exercises and repeat them constantly throughout a period of a month, two months, uh, like what I did before that. Uh, and then as a result, then you connect to the state of awareness. Oh my gosh. So, so basically the steps are realizing how you're labeling yourself, stop labeling yourself. And then you do the exercises like the breathing and the meditations, and then you ha- get that consciousness and kind of like that intuitive hit that activates this new consciousness. 
exactly which is your original consciousness but but you're not aware of it because we forget it when we incarnate we forget our true identity and that's part of the human experience is that you forget everything that you are before so you have a choice and you make a choice who you think you are and you it's like so much love and that you have the ability to really choose who you want to be and uh, mm. we can choose to be the human experience and be wh- whatever be trauma be be our relationships be our profession or we can choose to deny that and detach from that and choose consciousness and and that moment yes you lose all those external things is something that is only internal but it comes and it comes with a series of consequences so it's not just that um, your perception changes but uh, you also stop needing things so mm. it's a whole process and it starts with structuring um, how you perceive yourself how you perceive everything else how you feel about things how you understand need is probably the one of the main things because you stop needing things right so would you so if you go on this this journey and say consciously right now you have all these goals and these aspirations and the success that you want to achieve and then you reach this higher higher level of consciousness i'm guessing like that stuff won't really matter to you but could you still consciously choose to um to go on that path and and let it take you there or would what you want totally change well what was what happened to me i was selling big hotels in miami in my in my real estate practice and when that happened i had to stop everything because i didn't have it was like my heart didn't allow me to do it until i started writing the books and I, i got to a point in which i felt that i was leaving my purpose then at that point i felt there was enough balance to retake what i was doing before and then try to put it back on on track but uh there is something that is called um the sahir which is the the this motivation but it's beyond motivation it's like an obsession about your purpose that once you find it it's like you don't want to do anything else it's like i don't care about anything else i just want to do that so you may be able to continue doing your things consciously. And of course, there is nothing that, that tells you don't go on that path. But there is so much passion for this purpose that um, it's, almost, it's almost impossible to do anything else. Do you feel like everyone's um, purpose or truth is is supposed to be abundant and is supposed to be of service and is supposed to be, you know, really powerful is that everyone's conscious truth well i think that the everyone is here for the only specific reason of being themselves authentically because we are expressions of consciousness consciousness wants us to live uh life in this form from a particular perspective and as Mm -hmm. long as we're doing that it doesn't matter really what we're doing we can do it in any way that uh, reflects that perception Mm-hmm. But as long as we are doing that, so I could be a writer, I could be anything I want to be, but as as long as I'm expressing, I'm an expression of that perspective, then it is living your purpose. Otherwise, it's you're probably not or you're confused with identities or so on. So 
as long as um, it is that the case, then then you can definitely do anything. It doesn't really matter what it is. And some people choose paths that are more uh, evident, like people detached from every possession, people who are like more uh, devotees or like in higher uh, levels of consciousness that choose to not have any sort of uh, external ex- uh, contact or any sort of uh, joy. So the ascetics, for example, that choose to detach from any sort of... Uh, physical joy and uh, that's a faster way to reach an enlightenment because it's a way of uh, choosing more inner awareness but in today's uh, life really it's not necessary to go into such extreme measures to reach the same the same experience okay good <laughs> like, like, do i have to get rid of my designer bags if i want to be conscious <laughs> I think that there are things that were more applicable 2000 years ago and things that are also available now. And um, it doesn't mean that uh, we, we have to be flexible and allow unconsciousness, but it means that we can also see other ways that were not available before. Now we have so many other tools that we didn't have before. And, and now we have access to communicating online and like what you and I are doing now. And uh, so there are many other ways to expressing this through self than, than what they had before. So can we describe our consciousness or is it more of a feeling? Like, could you say my purpose and my consciousness is this, that, and the other thing, and then it's going to materialize into this purpose? Or is it more like just like a feeling that is like indescribable? I think that the more that we try to describe it with words, the more we're limiting it. So yeah, true. if we keep it as a feeling, we are we make sure that we are not interfering with its authenticity. So if you learn it, and, and that's what that's part of the, the process of elevation of consciousness. The first part is identity, like finding the true self. And the second part is familiarization. How do I rec- recognize the true self? So mm-hmm. you, you spend so much time in doing these exercises and reaching the state of awareness that you finally learn a little bit of how it feels. Um, and there are some some uh, sensorial indicatives too, because I noticed that when I'm in that particular moment of awareness, I, I notice the light is a little bit dim. I notice how the sounds uh, soften a little bit and I hear like really far sounds like a bird, like in three blocks away from here. And, but I don't hear like the car passing, right? So there are like some particular things that allow me to recognize that I am reaching that state. And when I am about to do something, I evaluated and trying to see if I experienced the same thing about before doing it. And that's how I'm, I was telling you that I prefer to be more effective knowing if, you know, for example, working with this person is that part of, is that reflects my true self or not. Mm-hmm. And then visualizing yourself working with that person and how does it feel? That will be the way to know if that action is going to be a, a, a your part of your purpose or not. Mm, so is this consciousness only really achieved like in meditation or can we consciously go throughout our entire day? No, no, actually um, meditation is only a way to gain familiarity, but the goal okay. is that you become it physically and that's right. Uh, and in all of your aspects. So anything that you do, you'll be able to identify it. It becomes so much faster. It's like a second nature and you'll know your, your intuition becomes so much crisper than anything that comes to you. You immediately know, you know, if it's, it is or not, it's like you have this immediate answer. And with accessing higher consciousness, you also develop Gnosis, which is the knowing or wisdom that is intrinsic to you. And it's a feeling that feels almost like in your stomach, the navel center commands that. 
part wow. of just knowing. And, it just uh, sounds like it's all so subtle and that's why it's like so important that you have to be like such a clear vessel with like what you yes. eat, like what you're, you know, what's going into your mind, like what you're letting go mm-hmm. into your mind and your thoughts. So that is just so, so Absolutely. cool. And it's interesting because I've been thinking lately about um, an old pattern of mine, which I'm still working on of feeling the need to um, label myself or feeling the need to uh, provide value to people. And I even have said, like, if I stopped trying so hard to like be a certain thing or, you know, make sure that I'm, you know, being of service, like, it's almost like I could be more of service if I stopped trying to like be so specific, which is so crazy. Um, so your book, how to break your identification with emotional trauma in 10 days, um, tell us everything. How do we do this? <laughs> well, this book is a practical uh, exercise, basically from the power of the elevation of consciousness, soul restructuring the identity book, the first one that I was telling you. So I decided to create this practical book that is only um, a 10 day practice in which you can experience uh, awareness, but it's uh, like a 10 day to develop a pattern of Uh, self-awareness and basically what it says is that any condition including emotional trauma which is probably the most intrusive one that we all have even in the the slowest or the smallest capacity to the biggest um, even uh, even anything could be healed by restructuring (laughs) your consciousness going back to your awareness of the true self because we don't gain much and i probably don't share or don't don't share the um idea that psychotherapy for example remembering what was wrong and going over it so many times i I don't think that's really helpful i've used it before in the past therapy makes me feel awful after that but what if instead of focusing in what's wrong we focus only in what's the perfect state of of being which is the state of awareness the state of awareness shows you your true self experience so these exercises uh remind you that to uh, instead of believing that you are your external circumstances you are a true self that is uh, a more um, transcendent identity and then how to remember it and we go through different phases from activating the energy centers which is always the first thing that i recommend for any any energy healing work because it allows you to be more aware activating the the crown chakra the, the heart and the navel center which commands all the organs in, in those in those vicinities allows you to activate all the awareness of your organs you have um you can perceive through your entire body not only through the brain but that's some conditioning that we have right now if i want to you know i write from my stomach i don't write from my head because that's where i have my intuition and and um we have lost a lot of uh, connecting with our whole body so the first thing that we do is connecting these energy centers like opening those portals of and how do you do that like what are the what are the steps to open them well the first um, and the easiest thing that we can do is breathing so what i always suggest is to visualize that we have portals little circles on top of our crown center our heart and our navel center and practice breathing through it like if it was a sponge visualize your breathing going through your crown center in your inhalation you inhale and when you exhale, it goes in and out from your crown center, your, your breathing. 
and practice that for 10 times, 20 times, and then go with your heart center, mm -hmm. do the same thing, breathe in and out. It activates the awareness to in that area. You are aware of, of what's happening and energetically, you are saying, I, I am aware of my energy in this, in this center. And then do the same thing with the navel center. And that gives you so much energy. If you practice that um, in the morning, like just 20 breathing, 20 breaths in, the, in each one of the centers in the morning, I mean, you'll have so much energy for the rest of the day. It's incredible. Oh my gosh. I love this because I've always felt that way. Like I do a lot of chakra work, but I've always felt that I wish I was more connected to my gut reaction. I hear so many people say like, oh, I could feel it in my gut. And I, I feel like I don't ever feel that. Like I'm very intuitive in my mind, but, and, and in my heart, but I feel like in my stomach, I feel like that's something that I really need to work on. Oh, then you need to practice a little bit more breathing and also breathe. Um, make sure that when you breathe, you use your stomach and not so much your chest. Um, so that's, like yeah, that's probably what I'm doing. I love that. You, know, you probably have short uh, breaths in, in all our, in the top part. So you can put your hand in your stomach and when you breathe, then you can be aware to see if you're actually moving, if your stomach is actually breathing too. So, and that will bring more awareness too. Every time I want to bring awareness to any part of my body, I just put my hand there. So just, smart. And I probably literally always sucking in, trying to look skinny. So that's probably, <laughs> well, probably why I'm not breathing with my stomach. Well, Gotta keep it tight. Do it at home before you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. So you also mentioned meditations. Are there any specific meditations that we can be doing to tap into consciousness? Yes, absolutely. Um, everything that has to do with visualization. Remember that our brain doesn't know when we are actually going through an experience or when we are only imagining it because we can be thinking about something hot or cold and still have the same reactions in our body. So visualization is something really important. So when I meditate, I like to use all my components. Breathing is one, and then visualization also, because it helps me get there a little faster. And then I have some tricks that I like using to reach the state of awareness a little faster during meditation too, because I discovered that um, what actually makes us reach awareness is when we trigger one of the neurotransmitters in a more predominant way. So it kind of uh, brings all of our attention to that. And especially adrenaline is a very good one. Adrenaline and endorphins help us singularize the stimuli. So what I do before I meditate, I like to press my hands really hard against each other, my palms. And I press for 10 seconds and then release and press again for 10 seconds and release. And I do that 10 times before I start meditating and immediately it kind of shuts down all the other noise everywhere else in my body. If anything is distracting me or anything, that is like a shortcut that I use to help me bring things to, to the center of my, attention, of my attention. So that's one thing I do. And that's why yoga also is so good because um, it helps you, you know, all these movements. And after an hour, you feel so relaxed because you are triggering pressure and release during the whole time. So oh, you are doing and release. I love that. That makes so much sense. It's literally yeah. like triggering your body to relax. Exactly. You can do any kind of planking. Uh, it could be anything really, even if you're imagining that you're doing it, if, if you have any sort of this capacity, you can't do it physically. You can just imagine that you're tensing your muscles and letting go. And you do that 10 times. There's already a start before your meditation. 
Mm, so with meditation, if the goal is like this consciousness, if you're like visualizing and, you know, essentially like thinking of things, does that take away from that connection or does it add to it? Cause I'm always like, when I, when I meditate, I'm always visualizing or like, you know, intentionally trying to call on a certain feeling. Does that like, yeah, like, is that taking away from it or is it adding to it? It's actually adding because uh, awareness is like a multidimensional portal. Okay, you get to the door and then you have infinite possibilities of where do you want to direct your attention? What do you want to do? Especially if you're working with Akashic Records, for example, you want to get to some, you want to know something, um, you want to get to some information. And uh, so you need to be impregnated by this, by this intention of yours before you start your meditation or during your meditation. You don't necessarily need to do it during the meditation, but just before the meditation, make sure that you know your intention. What is your intention for this meditation? And then you allow you know, that to happen. You can also have a uh, meditation just for awareness purposes. So you don't need to put any intention and then you just experience how it feels to be in the state of awareness. That's also another way to do it. So it depends what your goals are really. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. So you actually have a five-day challenge is that what it is yes um so this is something that you and i are going to be doing and, uh, so i'll offer to your audience um five classes of the how to break your identification with emotional trauma this is a online class that they last 10 days and uh in each day you're learning a tool or a way to connect with self-awareness and by the end of the 10 days you already have developed certain familiarity with your true self you know how it feels you have some words that connect you to it and um so it's like a really great tool that you can use so we're gonna have to, we're gonna be doing a challenge in instagram and uh for people that who uh accomplish the challenge you just have to like your page and my page and then um invite some friends and then with that we start our challenge yay i'm so excited so you said there's five spaces available yes Okay. So we'll have to, I'll post on Instagram and we'll do like a first come first serve. And I mean, I'm taking one of the spots obviously. So (laughs) sorry guys. Um, Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. This is like mind blowing. And I'm just like, so excited to work on this. And it's kind of just interesting because this has all been stuff that I has kind of been like coming to me lately, like in my own meditation and in my own practice is this concept of removing labels and this concept of just letting my true self shine through and, um, trying to figure that out. And I can't wait to just like dive deeper into your books and everything that you're putting out there to aid me in this process. And I encourage everyone else to do the same. So Let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested and I can go first. So I had a very unconscious moment today because not going to lie, I drank a lot of wine last night. So I like woke up in the morning. I was just like in the worst, like like fog. Like I wasn't hungover by any means, but I was just like, had this bit of this like haze and this fog. And I was really like making myself feel bad. I was like, you know, making myself feel bad. Like, why did I like drink wine? Why did I do this? And then I kind of like realized that the guilt of drinking the wine was worse than the wine itself. So I just kind of like snapped myself out of it. 
But that being said, still working on the like investigation mentally to figure out why I felt the need to self-sabotage. And, you know, my husband and I, um, we, so my husband actually just started working for me. So he's um, become like a partner in my business and he's like quit his job. And so we were kind of like celebrating that. And then we were just like going from this extreme celebration last night to this morning, both being like, oh my God, what, what are we doing? (laughs) That was what I went through, but learning from it and growing. I'm assuming you don't drink because if you want to be the most, yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm trying to find a way to be my most conscious self and still be able to drink wine. So if you have any tips on that, I will. I have to figure it out yet. Okay. Please like set the intention for that download and let me know. (laughs) Um, And the last thing that I manifested, I keep pulling cards saying that I need to dance and like move my body. And I just keep seeing like signs everywhere about like, I need to dance. I need to listen to music. I need to move more. Um, Even though I like go to the gym all the time, that's not really, I mean, it's just not as like fluid and like feminine. So my friend actually randomly messaged me about joining a hip hop class. So tonight is my first night. (laughs) Wish me luck. I may look like a total idiot, but... (laughs) My consciousness like, wants me to dance. That's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. I've been wanting to do that, but I, I don't know how it will look. I mean, just thinking about me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I am not going to, this is, I'm going to be in the back of the class. Like no one wants to see this, um, but I'll let you guys know how it goes. So tell us about your last meltdown. Oh my gosh. When was my last meltdown? I think it was when I just, uh, I was starting, um, I think before, you know, before I had more self-control because I've been dealing with meltdowns my whole life. So I'm an expert in meltdowns. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. now I have an expertise and I know when I'm about to have one. So, um, but uh, you know what, since I changed my food, I haven't had that anymore. And I'm so thankful. And that's why I'm like so strict with my diet because I don't eat sugar. You know, I don't eat gluten, coffee, chocolate, animal products or alcohol or anything addictive. And uh, since then, I have had, I felt so much better. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, I think just meltdowns that I, I usually had when I um, had uh, any sort of family reunions for me, that's like a kryptonite, you know, it's like, mm. because <laughs> for some reason, when I'm in a, in a group of too many people, I start to feel anxiety. And especially when it's too many people that are talking about things that I don't really, I'm not interested yeah. in. So that makes me feel like I'm wasting my life. You know, this moment I could be doing something else. And that feeling is so, uh, it makes me feel awful. So usually when there is a, people know already, when there is a family reunion, I only come for one day or less because oh. otherwise it's, it's usually not good. Like ends up in like me can't hide it. My face is awful. and like, <laughs> you know. So you don't come from like this long line of conscious healers. <laughs> no 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 (laughs) oh yeah I feel you that overwhelm the overwhelm is real with this I can't with small talk no yeah (laughs) like tell me about your deepest fears and about your soul I don't want to know about the weather (laughs) (laughs) exactly I don't understand that you know and I know you know they don't and uh sometimes our family is not the best place to talk about those things because uh, they don't understand or this and that and then you end up just arguing with them you know especially if you're trying to release those old roles and those old labels that you've put on yourself 
yeah exactly so going back to all that you're trying to let go so that's probably the biggest challenge is that's the challenge okay what is the last thing that you manifested well you know the last thing i manifested actually yesterday i was looking for someone to help me just fix some things on my website and uh, i sent out like some emails to different people that are uh, specialists in 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 this uh, type of uh, website development and this thing so i sent like five or six different emails and a few people contacted me but they were like not so interesting but there was one person who said you know um actually yesterday my dad asked me to find a healer because he wasn't feeling well and he wants to work with a healer. And, um, you know, we connected really well. And he said, you know, this is incredible because I received your request like an hour after my dad called me and asked me for a healer. Oh. And uh, so I'm willing to work with you in a trade. You know, you're helping with my dad. I'll help you with your work that you have to do and i'm like wow this is amazing because i was really you know just looking for someone that i can that i can work with but uh, on top of that we have a connection now that it's like a reaffirming the message that this is the right person to work with so so magical yeah i'm like wow i love that you're both helping each other at the right time in the right place yeah great synchronicity mm-hmm. so amazing well joanna this has been so good i've learned so much i'm super inspired and i'm sure everyone listening is like immediately stalking you online so tell us where can we find you online uh, you can find me at healersofthelight.com that's my website or you can find my books and classes and um in instagram i would like to share always a daily post an inspirational post so if you're looking for some inspiration you can find me at healers of the light on instagram and uh also in my youtube channel healers of the light i share a lot of videos and how to exercises that you can follow breathing exercises meditations and so on Yes. And buy her book, How to Break Your Identification with Emotional emotional Trauma in 10 Days. You guys, you are we're going to change your lives. And I'm so excited yes. for you guys. Thank you so much, Joanna. And thank you everyone for listening. And we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for being a chill Shocker Girl and tuning in to Shocker Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at the Chakra Girl Co. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Chakra Girl Co. Amberly loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.